Hello, everybody. I am Blaise Seifer, and this is the Seifer Scoop Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the sixth episode of the second Seifer Scoop season. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Steve Hauschka to the podcast, Middlebury College Class of 2007. Many of you know Steve from his 13-year career in the National Football League, where he kicked for eight teams and won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks in 2014. But you might not be as familiar with how Steve's football career began. Hint, he didn't begin playing football until his sophomore year at Middlebury. Now, hear the scoop from Steve as he discusses his journey to the football team at Middlebury, his path to and experience in the NFL, and what he's been up to since retiring in 2020. Okay, I am here with Steve Hauschka, Middlebury College class of 2007. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Blaze. Of course. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast, considering your remarkable football career at Middlebury and your subsequent success in the National Football League. I mean, you went from a JV soccer player at a small liberal arts college to a Super Bowl champion. So I'm really excited to hear about your journey. Now, I want to begin the episode by jumping back to your time in high school. You were a student at Needham High, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. What sports did you play in high school? Yeah, so I, I was always an athlete. Um, I grew up playing soccer. That was like my sport since I was, since I was three and um, played, played a few other sports in the mix, basketball, baseball, um, also lacrosse. And but by the time I got to high school, it was just it was just uh, soccer and lacrosse. And, um, you know, I was kind of like the skilled player, but also really slow. So the coach couldn't the coach had to put me out there because I was skilled, but I was <laughs> I was much, much slower than everybody. So that was always like a weakness of mine. Um, but I, I was as enthusiastic as you can get about especially soccer and would go to so many different camps um, for both sports and always working to improve at it. And so I just loved playing both games and um, was, was pumped up to be able to play them in, in high school. Right. But you'd never actually played football in high school. Um, I'm curious what your relationship was like with the sport. Were you at least a fan? Did you, you know, follow the league? Were you a Patriots fan? What was your relationship like with football before Middlebury? Yeah, it was it was an interesting relationship. So I was definitely a Patriots fan growing up. Um, I used to listen to them on the radio uh, way back. Um, we would go to like we would go on hikes every week with my mom and dad, and I would listen to the game on radio. Um, and then obviously they had a lot of success when I was in high school. They won their super, uh, the first Super Bowl in two thousand, I think two thousand. Um, with Vinatieri kicking a game-winning field goal. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And at, at the same time, uh, I had a kind of an eye on football since eighth grade, I guess, maybe even younger. Um, I just – I knew I, I'd always been good at kicking a soccer ball. And I thought I could kick a football well too. So – I bought one from the local sporting goods store and then went and kicked it in my backyard into the big tree in our backyard. That was kind of like, I would do that occasionally when I was bored. Um, <laughs> and, and then when I, when I got to college, I mean, I guess we could talk about that in a minute. Um, but when I, when I got to college, I was just 
dead set on soccer. I was like, I'm going to be a soccer player at Middlebury. And I was talking to Coach Sayward before, before the school year started, before my freshman season started. And I didn't hear, didn't, basically, I was like, I didn't hear about training camp or anything. And so I just kind of came in with all the other students to the orientation and, and the move trips. And I, I got to school and I was like, oh man, they've already been here for two weeks. And next thing I know, I'm like playing JV soccer and didn't really feel like uh, I had a shot at the varsity team. Um, you know, we, pla- we practiced on our own. We played games. It was like a totally separate deal. And so I was kind of just catching that vibe. And at the same time, all my friends at Middlebury were football players. Uh, I just kind of got grouped in a part of Battelle with a bunch of football players. And they were talking about how they needed a kicker. And one day we went out and after the JV soccer season was over and I kicked some, kicked some footballs just on the uprights and they were, they were blown away. And uh, so that's kind of how, that's kind of how it started. I, I just kind of hit a dead end with soccer. I had a decision point to make. It was like, I can try to try to go all in on soccer and, or I can try this football thing. And I, I just kind of went with my gut and had always wanted to try football. So I went for it. Right. I think your freshman year, the football team went four and four. They made barely any field goals. So you mentioned you were a group with a bunch of football guys. I understand your roommate freshman year was Scott, who was on the football team. And, uh, and so they, they encourage you to try out. And then your sophomore year, Coach Ritter, who's, who's still the coach today of the Middlebury football team, invites you to uh, preseason camp. And I, I talked to Coach Ritter a few, a few months ago, and he said, quote, there were three other kickers, but right away you knew, you knew Steve was different. The ball just popped off his leg. You could tell right away that he had the skills and the talent that the other guys didn't. Were you surprised, you know, by how quickly you became a, a star kicker? I know you kicked field goals in your backyard, as you had mentioned, but were you surprised by your natural talent or did you expect to have it given your background in soccer? Um, I always knew I could kick the ball really well. Um, but when I, when I got, when I got going with football, I didn't, I didn't have the first clue how to lean the ball, how to take steps, you know, what I was trying to do. Um, so I was super fortunate. There was, there's this amazing kicking coach from Rutland, Vermont, that coach Ritter, uh, would, would bring up occasionally. And, you know, we, we had worked together weekly, uh, during the season and he, he taught me everything in training camp and in the, in the season. So I, I had some natural talent for sure, but then also, I, I learned really good habits and really good technique from the beginning. So I didn't like all my natural talent was kind of channeled into kicking a football. I'm a soccer player myself and my friends and I love going to the turf and just kicking field goals for the fun of it. But there's no doubt that mental strength is imperative to being a good kicker, right? Anyone, a lot of soccer guys claim they can kick a football 40, 50 yards, but I bet very few have the mental strength to, you know, stand up and kick that last second field goal. So that's a big part of the game as well. Did that come easy to you or was it a tough transition to deal with the pressure of being a kicker? Uh, It sounds dumb, but when (laughs) at the age, I, I knew I was really good at beer pong at that age. Um, and when it, whenever it would come down to like the last minute, you know, 
you know, the other team would make their last, the last cup on you and you'd have to make like two shots in a row. Yeah. Rebuttal <laughs> with rebuttal. Whenever it was rebuttal, I, I always had like such good focus and clarity and I was just good under pressure. So I don't know. There's, there's parts of it that I just, and I don't know. I'm, I'm a good golfer. Not great, but um, in golf, I can turn it on sometimes. And I just, I knew I had that skill set. Uh, I just had to channel it, but it, it's still, I mean, it was still a, a stressful deal for me playing football from the beginning. Cause coming from soccer where you're running around chasing a ball, there's 10 other guys on the field, um, you know, the, on your team. And, you know, there's a whole other team. There's a lot, a lot going on with, whereas football, everyone's focused on when you're kicking, everyone's focused on you. And it's just so apparent whether you succeed or make a mistake and it really affects the outcome of the game too. So that part of it from the beginning was, was tough for me. Um, and, you know, I, I learned, I learned to cope with that part of it, but I, I had kind of everything that I guess he needed. I was fortunate to put it all together. Coach Wolf helped a ton. Right. Yeah. You ended up kicking 20 career field goals, which is still number one in Middlebury history. Um, you also set the record for most field goals in a season with 10. At what point did you think, damn, I could actually take this to the next level? Did that happen early on, you know, your sophomore year, or was it not until your senior year when you actually began to consider next steps with football? Um, so once again, Coach Wolf was put in the back of my ear from when we started working my sophomore year. He said, you know, you could you can go division division one, you can go play this thing. Um and I forget if he alluded to division or to professional football or not, but he kind of put in the back of my mind that I could take this a really long way. And so I was, I guess he like planted that seed and I just kept working at it and kept working at it and kept working at it. And when I finished my senior season at Middlebury and had, had a good season there, I was kind of at a crossroads again. It was come back to Middlebury and play one more year there. Uh, and I didn't really know what the, coach Ritter was trying to get me to come back. <laughs> um, or there was, you know, try to go play division one, you know, and there were, there were doubts from, you know, even people at the coaching staff about whether I could do it at the division one level. Some, some of the coaches thought I should go do a, be a punter because I was better at that. I kind of thought kicker. So um, I, I went with the kicking thing, but there was, there was another crossroads there too. And there was a time when I thought my career was totally over. I was in Costa Rica in January in J term teaching English down there. And the, uh, we were having issues with compliance and like, I basically called up every, every D I, I looked at all the D one programs, um, and looked at all their kickers and any of the kick, any of the programs that had a graduating kicker or a kicker that had struggled the year before I called up and that was probably like 40 or 50 schools. It was a lot of work. And 
got them all my tape and everything. And only two, um, only three schools were remotely interested, NC State, Baylor, and Northwestern. And, but there were issues with the compliance because coming from a division three school and eligibility stuff. Um, and it was, so there was like a two, three month period where I thought it was all, all done. Um, and I didn't think I was gonna come back to Middlebury for a fifth year. So, and then it was like April, I got a call from the NC State compliance director and they said, hey, uh, I think we can make this work. And I went down and visited and they like showed me around like I was a recruit or something, even though I was a walk on it just felt, felt really cool. Um, and so I decided to then go there to NC State the next year. Look no further than the Middlebury Shop, formerly 4th and Goal Sports, for all your Middlebury College clothing, gifts, and gear. They have all the Panther team gear imaginable. Middlebury team sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats, and more by the brands you love, including Nike, Under Armour, and Carhartt. Find them in downtown Middlebury or online at middlebury.shop.com. That's middlebury.shop.com. Okay, I am back with Steve Hauschka, Middlebury class of 2007 and former NFL kicker. Now, Steve, you just mentioned your path to NC State. What was it like playing Division I football? I can imagine going from playing uh, at a small liberal arts college in Vermont to NC State, where you're playing against some of the biggest colleges in the country was quite the change. So what was it like making that transition? Yeah, it, it was crazy because I went from graduating with all my friends having this awesome senior spring to then being the new guy at a huge state school, being in a parks, rec and tourism uh, department uh, program, trying to get a degree there and just trying to navigate. And I was living with all freshmen, like I was living with all 17, 18 year olds um, and I was 23, I think, at the time. So it was, it was a bizarre experience, and I was competing with four other kickers, um, a couple of whom were recruited, highly recruited. And I was like, "What am I? What am I doing here?" I remember just being in doubt, asking my mom and dad, "Like, what am I doing? Am I doing this? Should I be doing this?" And you know, it was a grind every single day at training camp competing against the other kickers. I just kind of kept my focus on what I could do, what I could control. And was was fortunate enough, won the, won the job at the end of training camp. And then next thing I know, I'm playing a game in front of 70,000 people, which was like my biggest fear <laughs> coming from Middlebury. <laughs> you had a season to remember. I mean, you went 16 for 18 field goals 25 for 25 on extra points so i know you just said you're maybe a little nervous in front of playing in that crowd but again you showed your mental resolve um i mean you also finished as a semifinalist for the top college kicking award so would you say you surprised yourself you know making such a seamless transition to uh to a high level division one program 
Yeah, I definitely surprised myself. I didn't really know what I was getting into. It was, some of it was kind of beginner's luck. And some of it was just, um, I don't know. I guess I did have the natural skills and the, I was prepared for the opportunity. Uh, and I, I think I was a little lucky too that to have a few short field goals at the beginning of the season to get, get my confidence up. After your time at NC State, you ended up getting picked up by the Vikings um, as an undrafted free agent. So, you know, a little over a year after graduating from Middlebury, you're now a, a National Football League kicker. I mean, were you freaking out at that point or were you, were you able to stay relaxed? I mean, it's such a crazy trajectory. Yeah, I I was kind of. Um, it, it, it is a crazy trajectory. And when I got, when I got to Minnesota, I remember just thinking like, man, I'm just like thankful to be here. Um, I kind of had the mindset of like, whatever, I have nothing to lose. At that point in my life, I was kind of planning on dental school or something like that. Um, so I felt like I had nothing to lose. I could fall back on any other plans that I had. And then when I got to Minnesota, I was fortunate to be around Ryan Longwell, who's a great professional kicker, kicked in the league for a long time, is all-time all-time kicker, and started to see how he prepared and what he did and how he kicked the ball. And I just started to watch him and learn from him. And I realized pretty quickly, like, man, this guy is not he's really good. And I was really impressed with him, but you know, I, I think I could do this. Um and so it kind of built built up my confidence, and then once again we had a couple of preseason games, and you got you got to make your kicks in the league. <laughs> that's that's what matters. Um, and I, I made my kicks in those preseason games, and that that gave me the opportunity to keep playing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Super Bowl. You played uh, and won the 2014 Super Bowl with the Seahawks, which I'm sure was the highlight of your NFL career. What was it like to actually play in one of the, the biggest events in America? I mean, we are just days away from the Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams, and it is everywhere. I'm sure the pressure on, on the actual athletes is unreal. What was your experience experience like winning uh, that Super Bowl in 2014? Yeah, well, it's, it's the lead-up up to it that's the toughest. It's the two weeks leading up to it where, as a kicker, you just you know you're going to be front and center. Or, and you know that there's a chance that the game comes down to you. I mean, to, to bring it back to Vinatieri, um, you know, you know, you're going to be in that. There's a chance that you could be in that situation. <laughs> and, you know, all week long, it's like impossible to not think about that. And people ask you, you get, you know, I might in a normal week, I might get a couple interviews in playoffs, but for that, for that week, it's like 30, 40 interviews. Like, and it's to a point where you can't really block it out. So I just tried to think, think positively and, and just have confidence in myself to, to get it done when it mattered. Sure. Um, and then we ended up blowing them out and you <laughs> ended up blowing out the Broncos. So, you know, the field goals didn't even really matter at the end of the day, but it was, it was still, we were playing against Peyton Manning. So I wasn't ready to let relax until I think it was until 
probably the the last minute of the fourth quarter. I didn't want to. I didn't want to let my guard down because I knew he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as I remember it, a few of your Middlebury teammates were at that Super Bowl, and you got to um, celebrate with them. What was that like? Just being able to uh, go back to your roots at Middlebury, be with some of the guys that helped you uh, get into football in the first place. Yeah, well, that was one of the that was one of the the fun parts of it. It was really special. Um, there was a crew of about 10 to 15 friends from college in town for the game. And even coach Wolf was in town and uh, actually got him tickets for the game. And we, we went to, we went to Scott Secor's apartment afterwards, actually. We went to a nightclub and then went to Scott's apartment and just kind of hung out and told stories. I think there was some wrestling in there. <laughs> it was like it was like typical Middlebury dorm room, bunch of dudes hanging out type of thing. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And then woke up early in the morning to a bunch of snow and had to rush back and get to my flight. Uh, but it was it was a magical experience. Sweet. Uh, and so you know, go back to December of 2020, uh, which is when you eventually decided to hang up your boots. You had a remarkable career in the NFL, 13 years. Coach Ritter calls you one of the greatest kickers of the 21st century. Uh, I don't think anyone would doubt. I think you had an 85% field goal accuracy over the course of your career in the NFL. So you hang up your boots uh, over a year ago. What, was that an easy decision to make, or did you feel like you know your time in the NFL was was up? You know, it was it was it was really tough. Um, I just felt like my my time was up kind of physically um, and wanted to be there more for my family. So it was a kind of a combination along with a lot of other things going on in, in 2020. It was just kind of a big picture decision um, to be with my kids. I got a one and a four year old right now. So it was, it was just to spend time with them and, you know, I, I felt like maybe I was at a decision point where I was kind of like, <laughs> you know, looking for other things to do with my life. I didn't feel like I had to keep trying to hang on. Based in the Marble Works of Middlebury, Stoneleaf Tea House has been pouring fresh tea and chai since 2009. They traveled to the source, visiting tea gardens that produce the finest teas in the world and connecting you to families that have cultivated tea for generations. In Middlebury, visit their tea house for curbside pickup of your favorite tea to go, whether going for relaxation, a jolt of energy, or a zen-like focus. Choose from over 200 teas. Need a way to brew loose-leaf tea? Stoneleaf Tea House has tons of teaware too, from simple, durable strainers and travel tea mugs to the finest wares for gung-fu cha and tea ceremony. Not a Middlebury? Keep connected via their website at stoneleaftea.com where you can have their teas and teaware shipped right to your door. You can also check out their online tea workshops to dive a bit more into the world of tea. The Tea House is open 11 to 4 Monday through Saturday for curbside pickup and all the time at stoneleaftea.com. That's stoneleaftea.com. All right. I am back with Steve Hauschka for a few more quick questions uh, about his time after retiring from the National Football League. 
So it's been a little bit over a year since you've retired now, Stephen. How are you enjoying the slower pace of life? I see from your Instagram that you've been surfing and hiking and kayaking and all that fun stuff. So, you know, what's life been like recently? Um, you know, it's it's been great. It's not what I thought it was going to be like, to be honest. Um, I guess there's no such thing as just like a permanent vacation. Um, I, I've... I guess I, there are parts of the game, the competitiveness, it, I don't know. There's just something about kicking and, and being a performing in front of that many people with that much on the line that, um, that I can't really replicate in my life now. Um, and, and so that part, that part's been tough to, to, and I, that's, you know, a lot of athletes will, will talk about that. Um, but then there's been amazing parts too. um, spending time with my kids being, getting to be there and getting to take them to school, like hang out with them all the time. Um, you know, that's, that's something that I'm going to remember forever. And, you know, they're at these young ages, uh, it's, something that I really wanted to be there for them when they're really young. And I felt myself, you know, not having the physical energy to, to be with them after training really hard. And, and especially during the season, I was like uh, a zombie sometimes how tired I would get. Um, so I think the hardest part too, is it's just like a totally different life and, and learning to live in a new life. It's, um, it's, it's been a really, it's been a blessing. It's been a challenge. It's been a lot of different things. It's, it's, it's a big transition for sure. Do you watch, you know, much professional football? Are you staying in touch with uh, what's going on in the league or have you found it nice to kind of fully um, distance yourself from what's been going on? Yeah, I, I watch, I watch it. Um, I don't like, actively go out of my way like if I'm going to go surf or something I'd rather do that uh than or go hang with my boys Uh, but if it's on I'll watch it for sure and I'm definitely gonna watch the Super Bowl watch watch the championship games I mean it's a it's the best product on television I think still and probably will be for a long time and and my final question was going to be about the Super Bowl the big game so I'm personally a Bengals fan. My dad's family's from Cincinnati oh and uh, it's been just an amazing experience to follow the team, the Super Bowl. And I don't think anyone would doubt that Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker has played, you know, an instrumental role in helping the Bengals there. He's kicked, you know, clutch field goals at every step. Um, first year kicker got drafted, which is really rare, obviously. Um, and I, I did some research before this. and I realized that no kicker has ever won Super Bowl MVP. And, and some people are saying there's an off chance that McPherson could win. I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think there's any chance a kicker could win Super Bowl MVP or is that award really just for the quarterback or, you know, the big, big time player? Oh, it could definitely happen. I mean, the, the kicker, I, I'm biased, but I've always felt like the kicker is, you know, one of the most important positions on the field. Um, the games routinely come down to kickers and, you know, he's, he's a great kicker. He's got that, he's got that confidence and, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think I remember him saying like, we're going to go to the Super Bowl before one of the kicks. Yep. Is that right? <laughs> yep, exactly. 
uh, I just, I can't ever imagine, you know, I was, I would find, I found my own way of confidence. I just can't imagine ever saying or, or saying that out loud or. <laughs> I was going to ask if just, you ever said that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm blown away, but I mean, it, it shows some of the confidence and, you know, he's out there, he's going out there confident and just going for it. And that's, that's the best place to be in. And I remember having, having years where I would do that. And um, sometimes it's, it's like easier said than done, but that's a great place to kick from. So I like, I like his chances and he's just on a roll. So right. Um, he's kind of got that Tucker swagger to him. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, so we're recording this podcast on Tuesday, February 8th. Super Bowl is this Sunday and this podcast will come out um, next Thursday. So by the time listeners are hearing this, the Super Bowl will have been decided, but Steve, my final, final question to you would be, who is your, uh, who's your pick for Super Bowl champion? Oh, wow. Uh, it's a tough one. I mean, I think it'd be cool to see the Bengals win. I mean, I think that would give hope to every, every, every NFL <laughs> team because the yeah. Bengals, the Bengals were, I mean, up there with the worst franchises in sports over the last 30 years, 20 years, right. at least 20, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. I, yeah. I love that take. Hopefully the Bengals can fall through. All righty, Steve, it's been such a pleasure having you on the Seaver Scoop podcast. Really appreciate the time. Thanks again. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Go mid. <laughs>